This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. As many of you know, we've launched a new strategic positioning and a call to action, Grab a Boost of Blue. This is much more than a slogan. It's a well thought out, data driven, strategic marketing program designed to drive blueberry demand and increase sales. And most importantly, this strategic positioning is a reflection of a lot of listening from our growers, industry, and committee leadership on how to best innovate our promotional efforts to better collaborate, coordinate, and drive demand together as an industry. The program will focus on six promotional, what we call power periods, based on key consumer buying patterns and seasonal trends. And I couldn't be more excited about it. And I have with me on the show today a couple of people who I think share in my excitement. Cindy Jewell of Jewell Marketing and Jeff Malensky, president of Oregon Berry Packing and the chair of our USHBC promotion committee. Thank you. Thanks, Casey. Glad to have you guys there. I think kind of just, you know, as we go into this 2021 year, a lot of excitement for what this program has to offer, a lot of also uncertainty as to what, you know, the consumer response to anything will be, you know, since last year's circumstances that really kind of changed buying habits forever. But I think we'll get into this about how I think Grab a Boost of Blue really kind of does a lot of things for us as an industry in encouraging the enthusiasm of purchase. But let's kick things off by digging a little bit deeper into each of your background. I'll start with Cindy and your role playing today with USHBC. I know you've been around this industry for a long time, working as staff as uh, commodity boards and for many years as the VP of marketing for Cal Giant. You've recently launched your own consulting firm uh, right before the global pandemic. Help me fill in the blanks on your previous experience. And I'm sure our audience would like to hear more about your new business and the work you've been doing with us since we grabbed you after the shutdown to help us establish our new retailer relations program. (laughs) Yeah, timing is everything, right? You know, it's funny, I spent probably half of my career working for the California Strawberry Commission and the other half working for California Giant. So it was a great split of working for an industry for the greater good, and then also being able to work for a brand specifically to promote that brand, um, you know, with the retail and food service community, as well as consumers. So working for myself, I get to do a little bit of both because I love both sides of the, of the industry so much that it gave me an opportunity to not only work with some brands and building their image and their brand moving forward, but also an opportunity to work with you and the blueberry industry and really kind of doing my other love, which is really helping an industry and serving the greater good. Yeah. I know we got a chance to meet each other and talk about, you know, your passions while you were with Cal Giant. I think it was at PMA. And I appreciated, you know, your thought leadership and your leadership post pandemic on on what we could be doing to pushing more fruit, more blueberries to uh, consumers during that period of time. So great to have you on the show, Cindy. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to turn over to Jeff here. Now, Jeff, listeners will remember you from episode 21, but maybe you could just give us a little bit of more background for those who may have missed it. And if you have missed it, 
We encourage you to go back and listen to episode 21 and Jeff's vision as chair of the USHBC Marketing and Promotions Committee. But, but Jeff, if you could just spend a little time introducing yourself. Casey, you said it correctly, is president of Oregon Mary Packing um, and aficionado of Blue Rays. I've been on this committee. Um, I'm very blessed to be the chairman and have just great folks that uh, are really enthusiastic as well as extremely knowledgeable in our industry on this committee as well. And I think the one thing that uh, we saw earlier, the six years I've been on here, is we've been trying to think of what are ways we can do to increase our scope here in the industry. And this kind of came about in our committee. We spent a lot of time, Casey, and you're part of this. You know, what can we do? And uh, we had, boy, I don't know how many hours we spent as a committee going over uh, different parts, getting ready for that fall meeting. And then this idea came up. And I'll tell you what, I, I've been on here for six years. And it's one of the things where I think everybody just got lit up. Like, what? This is different. Let's follow this through. Let's see this through. And so kind of idea went to idea and then kind of brought that to our agency. And they, in essence, sketched something out, presented to us. And the folks that are really marketers on this committee, you saw their, their faces just big, big grins and really want to know more. So I think we really are committed to seeing this through and, and also connecting the dots. What I mean by that is, you know, we got a lot of folks on the supply end, but this is a unique thing is we're trying to connect not just on the supply, but also the people in the industry as a whole. So um, the folks that also on the material side to the retail. So it's something for at least my time being on the committee, I don't recall us having ever done something like this. So a lot of things ahead to, to look forward to here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you've raised a couple of things already that I can uh, loop Cindy in on a little bit here, which is just the way we position this uh, across the board that's different than the past. This isn't necessarily marketing campaign work, which you know I think I suggested at the top of the show that we did a lot of listening. And one of the things, Jeff, that I know your committee was enthused about was that this isn't something we're going to do in just one year. There's a multi-year approach to this. And to the extent that I know, you know, Cindy's working with retailers on understanding our strategy here, that when we're able to say that this is an investment we're making over a multi-year effort, it's not just a campaign. We're not, you know, looking for something flashy for 2021. We're actually investing in a strategy that allows retailers and marketers alike to probably fingers crossed, invest more in themselves than we do as an organization. So, you know, we're really setting the stage for something big over a many year positioning. Well, I think the interesting part about it all is that it's a conversation that everyone can have together. It's a part of a conversation that the the Blueberry Council's in with marketers, with retailers, and each one of those segments has a part of the conversation. And it's an overlying message that everyone can benefit from And if you're a marketer that's trying to promote your own brand, that's fine. You can do that, but you can also carry this Grab a Boost of Blue program as one more thing that you're doing to bring to the party to help build awareness, build usage, build consumption and household penetration and all those things that everyone's trying to do on their own side of the deal. Absolutely. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about the importance of this campaign and what it means for everyone in the blueberry industry in just a minute. But first, let's take a quick break for our crop report. During this time of year, we get reports coming in from important blueberry growing regions like Mexico, Peru, and Chile. So here, once again, is your blueberry crop report. It's time now for your blueberry crop report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry areas around the globe. Today, you'll hear from Andres Armstrong in Chile, Juan Soria Morales in Mexico, and Luis Vegas in Peru. This was recorded on January 27th, 2021. 
Good morning to everybody. This is uh, Juan Soria Morales from Aneberries uh, giving the report for blueberries uh, exported from Mexico. Um, we are just really, really happy because the, the Mexico industry has been very stable in volumes as we have been in the last two weeks. This, the peak of production is still a few months away. More normally, this is in April. Uh, the third week of 2021, we exported a total of uh, 2 million. 247,000 pounds of this volume, a total of 2,140,000 pounds were exported to North America. Uh, till today, the season for Mexico has been very successful. We have uh, exported 33,075,000 pounds from this. Actually, this is the report from Mexico, and thank you for the opportunity. Good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Luis from Pro Arandanos with the crop report uh, from Peru until the end of week three. Peru is reaching the end of its season, and actually there's just a few farms wrapping up uh, harvesting. And during the course of the last week, week three, Peru shipped a total of 2.2 million pounds uh, worldwide, which is a similar amount to last year. And we are expecting similar volumes compared to the previous season until uh, the season comes to an end that we are expecting around the end of February. Uh, regarding the season, uh, Peru has shipped until the end of week three a total of 348 million pounds, which represents an increase of 32%. Uh, so that's the report from Peru. Hello, my name is Andres Armstrong. I'm reporting from, from Chile, on the Chilean Blueberry Committee. This is a Chile report of week four. Uh, the southern zone is now having more relevance with the harvest already at the peak volumes. Uh, now shipments uh, for week two reached 11 million pounds, lower than expected because part of the week's volume was accounted to the following week as a result of a delay of a ship that normally departs on Sundays. Regarding the accumulated volumes, the trend of lower volume compared to the previous season remains, showing 4.6 less fruit compared to the previous season, with a total of 164.4 million pounds shipped to date uh, from Chile to all destinations. This is my report for the week. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you so much to our colleagues from around the globe who take the time to participate in these crop reports. This has been one more way in which we've been able to bring timely and important information to our industry via this podcast. So let's get back into it. You know, one thing you said, Jeff, that I want to focus on here that I think is also important for our audience to hear is that, you, you know, you're a grower. And I think you highlighted the fact that, you know, you've got marketers on your committee. And, and in my meetings across the country, I run into these conversations about who's in charge here. But I think this campaign really reflects the kind of coordination and collaboration that is important for the health and success of our industry overall is that there's clearly a connection that marketers have to retailers and obviously marketers have the growers. So to not have that at the table in terms of that enthusiasm for a program from what is a really grower-led organization, you being a grower is the chair of the promotion committee reflecting that, but making sure it's clear that this is really something that came out of a deep conversation about how to coordinate everybody's enthusiasm for a campaign for blueberries. Yeah, I, I think what I'm excited about is the doors that this is going to open up for industry that I don't think, oh, I certainly haven't looked at. And as you stated, and it's something that I, I think about is we have so many folks that are committed to 
moving the needle forward more, but we really haven't done it as a set effort. If you do have really, really good people here trying to put forth their best foot and we do it all in tandem, it's not just the doors that we're going to open here, but also communication-wise with everybody here, this is not a one-year thing. Then what's going to grow out of that is all the learnings that we're going to have out of this to make us better as well. And, and I'm thinking on the retail end is we could really help some folks out here. And we're just going to draw a lot of conclusions that right now, I don't think um, it's easy to understand what that means even at this point. But the excitement is there amongst definitely the folks on our committee. I cannot tell you. I mean, like it was, uh, <laughs> it was like a shot in the arm, to be honest, in that committee meeting. Like, whoa, we got something here. Exactly right. I mean, to that point, I remember sitting there. Uh, I think I joked with the committee about the enthusiasm was palatable, but I was like, hey, do we need to do this right right now? Because we could be running with knives here. You know, we, I want to be real careful that we're strategically aligned. And But the leadership was, this is fantastic. This is what we've been asking for. Go, go, go. Don't wait. We can see it. It has all those things that make for a good uh, marketing program. It was encouraging to me to see that kind of consensus come around what was a real strong push right before the fall meeting, right before budgeting for this sort of thing. And the timing with your leadership was just right. I think to that end, we've since been moving this along with the committee's blessing and of course the budget plans for 2021. Uh, But Cindy and I have been participating in calls with retailers over the course of the fourth quarter and now into the first quarter. Cindy, maybe you can share a little bit about what makes this interesting for retailers to participate in and what enthusiasm we're getting from those calls that we're having with these retailers. I'm actually kind of surprised at it. I mean, they're very receptive. I think they really also appreciate, which we haven't talked about yet, they really appreciate the link that has all of the turnkey tools right at their fingertips to pick and choose what is valuable to them and to see that there's power behind what we're saying. But I think too, it's interesting that they're encouraging us to talk to their suppliers and come back with a program together and let's talk about specific promotional periods and how can we make this work not only with our brands that we're working with, but to help us put together a really strong unified program. So I, I'm impressed. Well, and I think the power behind it is tied to the information we're sharing with them when we meet with them, information that the committee got. But when we're able to show that there was some consumer testing on what does grab a boost of blue really say? And in these meetings that we're having with marketers and with retailers to explain how the program can work for them, you know, we're showing them that data. We're bringing forward the consumer research that was done on this messaging. It was what the committee asked for, not because they didn't see it in that enthusiasm. They saw it. But we obviously want to double check that our enthusiasm is based on the reality of our consumer interests. And absolutely, you can see the jump in what would be the anticipated purchase by people who see this messaging, what it stands for. And of course, being able to bring that to retailers who, quite frankly as you know, uh, both Jeff and Cindy are focused on an entire berry patch. They're not necessarily able to dig into some of these things that we do as a commodity board or as USHBC that just pulls through what makes blueberries unique. And so maybe you can talk a little, Cindy, on, on how you see this being that value or that power behind what we've done here. Right. And we all know that the berry category is, is definitely a power category within the produce department and store sales. But I think 
data is definitely showing both industry and retailers how the blueberry category is growing within. I mean, the share that they're achieving right behind strawberries and, you know, catching up. So again, like looking at how can we benefit from what we're learning on even what we're from strawberries and how can we piggyback on that and take more of that share and, and build the category as a whole. It's an interesting path to follow. Yeah. And let's talk about that path just really quickly here, because I think this is an important tie back to the grower, obviously Jeff and others who are listening to how it tracks with strawberries, but the distinction and differentiation that we're continuing to make as blueberries to hold that value high versus chasing it down by pounds. So what this does, the Grab a Boost of Blue uniquely incorporates what has been our sweet spot as a part of the berry patch, which is the health halo. We can see it in that consumer research we did where, you know, when we asked, what does it mean to you, you know, Grab a Boost of Blue and consumers response, well, healthy, I'll be careful not to say what they said here because I can't suggest what they suggested. But the idea there is, is that it brings in all of the thinking that have consumers top of mind when it comes to blueberries that are important to our growers and our industry in order to be able to continue to promote the distinction and the differentiation from the rest of the berry patch. It automatically kind of incorporates that thinking. But to that end, Jeff, obviously, you know, this campaign was built with maintaining that integrity of high value within that berry patch, that blueberries demand a price premium that makes it unique to retailers and obviously marketers who want to position this as a real value that we're chasing it down by probably exceeding strawberries by value far before we exceed them by pounds, if that makes sense. What I wanted to just state is that message, uh, grab a boost of blue, there's a lot there. I think the committee, what we really appreciate about the message is it's short to the point, but there's so much that's beyond that message that you can incorporate. And so, like you said, we can go on the promotional point. We can work in health messages there. It's a super positive message too. If you talk about that is a person is just going to put a smile on their face. It's a, one of those messages that, you know, you got the standard of got milk, but this is right there as well. And so I'm just super excited to see where are we going to see those benefits? Because on the committee, we see them. I mean, that's a really good point. Because I mean, right now, timing is perfect because of people looking for immunity boosting beneficial foods because of the pandemic. But in a year from now, grab a boost of blue might be all about kids and sports and getting that extra boost of energy if you're out there playing soccer or baseball. I mean, it's, it's a message that will definitely live far beyond where we are today. Well, and I think, you know, to the end that I know in a couple of our marketer conversations, you know, where they've expressed that blueberries sweet spot that we need to stay really holistically focused on as a berry is in that health association, you know, associated with a range of highly relevant consumer health benefits that have been supported by USHBC over 20 years in our research pipeline. And so this just feeds into all of that perceived value that we see in the research work that we did on consumers that is available online. So to kind of connect this back to what Cindy was saying earlier, which is we've probably <laughs> overbuilt our toolkit for Grab a Boost of Blue. I, I say that kind of jokingly because it's really robust, but it's designed to really invest in what is going to be a multi-year program here, positioning here for folks to take it and make it their own. And so we put this online. And online includes this consumer research we're talking about that helps highlight that this was something that consumers were going to be responding to 
assuming the adoption, assuming the play at retail moves forward, assuming that we do our part in advertising and marketing, that this is going to be something that everybody can participate in and wave the flag for. So if you go to our website at ushbc.org, you'll see resources and you'll be able to click into what we have there. But we've also done you know, an additional thing, which is we've added a landing page on two fronts, both for the resource page for our industry to go to and get these tools. But we've also positioned this, and this is where Cindy and I have been spending our time with retailers, highlighting where we've created a place for retailers to go and what resources are there for them to take advantage of. The great thing about the resources is I guess there's all different components that retailers can grab onto. And as you know, every retailer is unique and has a different point of view and a different strength. Some are much more sophisticated than others. Some are just looking for consumer information. So it's like, regardless of what kind of retailer you're working with, there's a tool for them and they can pick and pull whichever is best for their specific operation. So I think it's really a great program to be able to customize based on who you're talking to. Yeah. And and Jeff, from your perspective as both a grower and marketer, what value do you see in the toolkit on the resource side? I mean, social media pieces to even digging a little bit deeper on positioning, you know, your organization's ability to co-brand, obviously in your case, organ berry packing with Grab a Boost of Blue, everything from email signatures to packaging boxes. We're doing a lot with looking at ways in which companies like yours can get involved. Yeah. I mean, I just saw the example of the, on our bigger clamshells of utilizing just is something that we have to do for some of these retailers is put a piece of tape on in, in the past that has been blank for some, not for our company, actually we've put on our own, but we're going to incorporate that into our own clamshell and, and on, on the frozen and on the mic, our cases. So what we're doing, it's such a clean message. This is a win. I mean, it, it's, I'm curious again, Casey of, where and how this message is going to be incorporated in the different formats. To me, what's going to happen is we're going to see it done in things that a person didn't perceive we could do. And also, as you said, there's so many more ways of getting to the end user. And this is a, another tool now that we can do to make that happen. And if a company you know, really has a strong arm in the social media component, this works really well in that for those companies that do that. Others that don't, we're probably going to use it in a slightly different way because that's not necessarily our bread and butter. But we haven't had that type that I can recall in the six years I've been on here to really add fuel to what we're trying to accomplish. And ultimately, as a grower, we got to move more product. If the numbers that we keep seeing are accurate, 37, 38% penetration to where strawberries is at in the 70s, you know, we got a long road here and this is going to help us get there. And have a fun time in the process too. So, well, absolutely. And as we talk about this program, you know, one thing you might be wondering about is how to get involved. And I think it's most important to just kind of check out the resources that we're talking about here online. But, Jeff, I know you signed up. You're like one of our first marketers to sign up at the website. You got to go through a licensing agreement. So, maybe you can talk a little bit about what that experience was like for you. But I think it'd be important for folks to understand why you think the licensing agreement's important so that, you know, this thing just doesn't become a sticker that anybody can go grab. First of all, the process of actually going through it is quite simple. So if somebody has some consternation about, oh my goodness, what am I getting myself into is uh, I did it myself. (laughs) and I'm not the most complicated person, to be honest. And USHBC has made it uh, very user-friendly to do that. 
on the other part is I'm not the marketer on our team within our company. I, we got a couple of folks that do it quite well. And I go back to the virtual meeting we had in the fall. The folks that do get involved on, on this part of the marketing in our company, it was like a shot of adrenaline, a shot of blue, so to speak, of let's start selling now. Unfortunately for our company, Casey, we're out of season during the virtual conference, but adding this to it, again, it just sheds a new light. I, and I, one thing I wanted to mention that we haven't is as a promotions community, we were actually starting to delve into more the uh, retail side at any rate. I think as we, we keep moving forward in our industry, we have to be a lot more connected to the retail than, than we have. We've been a little, not reticent, but just that hasn't been our map. And this is important because at the end of the day, USHBC is our point of reference to represent blueberries. And as being the point of reference, we need to have the information there to be able to communicate with those retailers if we're going to be effective in that. And it seems like it's more the natural progression that we've kind of been trying to go towards and it just keeps going in that, uh, that area. So. I want to turn this over to Cindy because this was kind of like conversation one with her when we first met about essentially what are you doing if you're not here? You know, what are you doing if you're not helping us with these relationships? What are you doing if you're not helping us figure out how to promote to consumers at retail? Like this is where at that time, obviously Cal Giant and Cindy were, but Cindy, maybe you can kind of support what Jeff's saying there about why is it important that USHBC stand up now and get involved here? You know, what's happening that, you know, we can be of service to the industry that, you know, essentially feels like we're being invited in to quarterback. Talk to me a little bit about, I know your passion for this same idea. I really think, um, I know this is kind of out there, but I really think that the blueberry industry and, and blueberry consumption is kind of at a tipping point because this is very similar to where strawberries were. At one point, it shifted to being strawberries becoming an everyday fruit. And that's where blueberries are now. Blueberries are now becoming an everyday item. They're available year round. People are starting to just put them in their cart on a regular basis and it's part of their daily life. So how do we build on that? How do we still grab those light and non-users and turn them around to make them understand that they got to have blueberries every day? And this is one more way a marketer and a retailer can, again, get all on the same page and use this program and have something be consistent for the consumer. But what I like about this licensing agreement, going back to this, what I like about it is the fact that the marketers are sending examples of how they're using the Grab a Boost of Blue logo. So now you're going to have this great database and resource to new marketers coming on saying, well, how can I use this? And what am I going to do once I'm licensed? You can say, this is how all these guys, and this is how these retailers are all using it. Here's a great way for you to jump on board and be part of it. It's going to build, and in a year from now, we're going to be having a whole different conversation. And it's super exciting to think about how many people who now can see that they can sign up and get a licensing agreement filled out. And then once they do, just so folks are clear, you know, we have a lot of resources that are available for waving the flag for this campaign. But to, to really do it, you need the high resolution, you need the style guide. You can sign on and get those deep resources for your your marketing and positioning. But Absolutely. I think the big thing in my experience, you know, running programs that require licensing agreement is that, you know, it really separates the business from essentially the hobbyists and protects those who we know are going to be 
really investing in this over the period of time you know, that we're investing in this. And I think that kind of takes me to a, a different part of this conversation that I think is exciting about this year for both our organization work, but just setting the course for our industry's awareness of our efforts, as well as the uh, retailers as well, because we've put together what we call, and I love this term, power periods for marketing blueberries in 2021. And you can see this promotional calendar on the resource page or on the on the retailers page, uh, where we're basically making it clear, like we're not hiding the playbook. This is our plan. We want you on board. This is what we hope everybody is excited about in 2021. Heart Health Month, Frozen Food Month, Brain Health, National Blueberry Month, and National Diabetes Month. And so I just think there's a balance here that from marketing perspective that blueberries can be a part of all of these things. It is an, a totally versatile fruit. Uh, Cindy, you know, one thing before we go is I think just looking at what's being done right now. I mean, part of what has made the beginning of this year both exciting and difficult is getting the word out, getting these resources out. But we've already gotten some success to share. We already have marketers using it. We have people who are programming it already at retail. So I thought you could share a little bit on what you're seeing from adoption of use. Well, we've already seen it in um, one retail chain ad come out. Um, A lot of the communication that we're having, I'm getting a lot of thank yous. This is great information. Now I get to go back and say, okay, how are we going to use it? And how are we going to implement it? And how are we going to, you know, circle back to make sure that we're actually reaching your marketing department? So it's, it's a lot of conversations being had and they're very welcome conversations, which is always nice (laughs) from a retail point of view. Thankfully, retailers are still very busy. They're still the destination because people are still not going out to restaurants. They're building up their online programs. And it's a positive opportunity for us all the way around because of all the digital assets that we have in the toolkit, all the social media assets we have in the toolkit. We've got something for every retailer and every aspect of what they're doing, whether it's in-store or online. We could spend an entire episode talking about how online and and programs like Instacart are shaping, you know, that purchase behavior, which this still fits beautifully. Uh, And in fact, you know, our current spend in the Instacart area for marketing purposes is performing extraordinarily well at the beginning of the year. We're excited to be sharing more about that. It's really exciting. I, I really appreciate both of you jumping on with this episode this early in the year to just encourage others. And if you're intrigued by this, uh, you know, the things that we're talking about here, there's a place for you in this program. There's a place for you to jump in and participate. I think we talked about the resource page. Simply go to ushbc.org. You can go to resources and then you'll see where, you know, there is the resources for Grab a Booster Blue. Click in there if you want to become a licensee or someone who's licensed to use Grab a Booster Blue. That's available to you as Jeff described. Uh, really easy to do. Again, something that we think is going to be a powerful opportunity in this year ahead and in future years for our industry to wave the flag and get excited about. So anything we haven't talked about, Jeff, anything else you'd want to share before we let you go? Let's get more folks involved. Again, it's a simple process to get going. We need to see our industry moving in the next direction of more working together. And I think for a large part we do, but we do it behind the scenes. This is more putting your your mark on it. And the more folks we have on this, the stronger we can be to the retail sector too. And so we really got to get folks, if they have been on the sidelines, that they're listening to this podcast, we got to get this moving forward. And we, we think as a promotions committee, this is super exciting. We are, as, as the mantra goes, trying to inspire possibilities without a doubt. And Grab a Boost of Blue is one of them. 
And Sydney, anything we haven't said yet that you'd like to add before we go? I would just say that if you're a marketer out there or a grower and you want to get involved with a specific retailer and you want some help with us to join in the conversation, please reach out and let us be part of the conversation and help move this forward. I appreciate both of you joining me today on this show. I really appreciate your leadership in this. I know you both have cast not just a vision here for the year ahead, but even before we got to here, just thinking through the hard work of you know what it is that USHBC is here for. What can we do to move the needle? And that's something that you know we're wholly committed to in the year ahead and the years ahead as an organization. So I want to thank you both. And I want to thank those of you who have already signed on. I, I, you can go to our website and see the list of current participating stakeholders. But most importantly, I think we said here, if you're listening, we want you involved with this future effort. I think the job over the 2020 year of really setting the course of understanding, we went through a a tremendous awareness period for blueberries, you know, the health research and a lot of the work that USHBC has done to position blueberries over the years has been tremendous. It's created that first blue wave. But in this second wave, it's going to take a lot of collaboration you know, as I say at the end of the show, family and hard work to get together. And as a Blueberry family, this is your program. Let's do this together. There's a lot of opportunity here that I think we're all excited about. So really appreciate you guys joining today. Uh, We'll be back, obviously, to talk about, you know, some of the successes that you see ahead here in a report in the future. But thanks for joining me. By all accounts, our Fall Conference and Expo was a tremendous success. We brought more people together than ever before through our virtual platform. But now, it's time to look ahead to the NABC USHBC Spring Conference and Meetings. In fact, registration is now open for that virtual event, which will take place March 16th through the 19th. If you joined us back in September, you already know how inspiring these meetings can be, even in a virtual format. With our theme of boosting the possibilities, you can expect informative, keynote speeches, educational sessions, and learning how you can help drive your business's success in 2021. Don't wait. Register today. It's as simple as going to blueberryevents.org. So go ahead, hit pause now, and register so we can know to expect you. That's blueberryevents.org to join us March 16th through the 19th. Well, that's it for episode 32. This episode brings us to a huge milestone for this podcast. 10,000 downloads. I would have never guessed we would get this far in just seven months of doing this show, but it's an attribute, I think, to the family of this industry, the fact that a lot of you have really been appreciating the content that we're bringing on this show. And I think, obviously, a global pandemic is what inspired it and the ways that we can still connect despite these circumstances. So thanks so much to all of you who have subscribed and supported this podcast and shared it with the many others who have also tuned into the show over the last seven months. I'm already looking forward to hitting our next milestone, if you know me well, of 20,000 downloads. We'll be measuring this on a weekly basis. But again, it's more about the ability to reach as many people as possible about the hard work that's happening here at USHBC and within our industry and bringing voice to those examples and opportunities. So please continue to help us spread the word about this show and the exciting possibilities in the blueberry industry. Again, I thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family and hard work right here on the Business of Blueberries. Oh, 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 o